Hey everybody, welcome to Into the 99 bonus episode where we have 99 cards because Commander's number one. And I am one of your hosts, Sherman. I'm Brian. And like I said, this is a bonus episode. We're trying something different. We're going to be talking about different jank cards. We're going to call this Junk Divers. Yeah, like a mini episode just kind of like you said about bringing the small, the unknown cards. Yeah. Uh, so let's start off by introducing Brian here, because this is not the same Brian that you normally hear. This is a different Brian. Brian 2. Yeah, Brian, Brian 2. two. Spell, spell correctly with a Y. Yeah. Brian, how did you get into Magic? Oh, I've been playing Magic since I was about 9, 10 years old. It's been probably pushing about 23 years now. Um, like most, found found my cards at a you know garage sale, shoebox kind of thing, and just kind of took off from there. The rest is history. Man, so you've been playing for a long time. And that's, that's one of the beauties. You know, you're like Daniel. You started off when, you know, earlier day. But you've been playing consistently from my understanding. Yeah. yeah, so you have not taken a break. And that's what makes this kind of episode really, really interesting. Because you literally have that whole knowledge. You know what happened during this time period. When the bans happened. Everyone's take on it. On, on all this stuff. It's fantastic. And... That's one reason why we're having this kind of a bonus episode. It's going to be a little shorter, and we're mainly focusing on janky cards or cards that are underplayed, and we're going to go through each block. Now, we're not going to talk about the early, early alpha beta stuff like that because we want to talk about affordable stuff, okay? Let's face it, okay? <laughs> if, if something's janky, but it's like an $800 card, what's the point? Yeah. I have this jank card from beta. It's called Mox Saphir. <laughs> 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 who who want to play that? Oh, boy. So, we're going to start off by talking about the Mirage block. Yeah. Okay, so for those who don't know, Mirage block is Mirage, Visions, and Weather Lights. Yeah. Did you know, Sherman, this is the, the first block, the, the actual first official longer block? So, one one larger set, Mirage, and then two two smaller sets. That's so cool. So, that's when it, it became like the four kind of a yearly quarter thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there were some kind of the previous uh ice age homelands etc that kind of era those were smaller um they weren't really official blocks but this is kind of the first real large small small to start that off yeah so kind of what started and became like a standard rotation yeah if i also remember correctly because i was still kind of in like playing this and then i stopped playing but this is also when they started like like they had the, the novels beforehand but this is when they actually started having them linked in with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was kind of our first real official kind of storyline and following these developed characters and and uh, first appearance of our, our, our boy Teferi as well. So, Oh. Yeah, start, started out in flavor text, of course, before he got an actual card. But, oh, uh, destructive students. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. yeah, starting out, yeah, Teferi's Isle, Teferi's Veil, all these, all these Teferi-esque named cards that are coming up in this block. So it's the first real appearance of him and... And, uh, yeah, getting get into the, some of the major characters going forward. Oh, man, takes me back. That's how old I am, too. <laughs> <laughs> Dinosaurs over here. Yeah, totally. Okay, so with that, we're going to... Well, the way it's going to work here is we're going to pick one card from each set, okay? And we're going to be like, okay, this is the one we would choose. We might have some nominations here and there. We're like, we consider this one or whatnot. But this is the one we're focused on. Um, so let's start off with Mirage. I don't know what Brian picked. He does not know what I picked. We might have the same card. Yeah, we might. We might. Going in blind here. Yeah. 
So, but that's the fun of it. Because mm. we both know, and then eh, it breaks the surprise. Yeah. Uh, so, Brian, how about you start? Yeah, so I, I got a, an old little chestnut here. I've, I tried to stick the cards that uh, I personally have played before, have some experience with, because they're just fun. Uh, so my mine from Mirage was uh, Tombstone Stairwell. <laughs> so that's a great card. It is a great. See, Dan Dan already agrees. Sherman's laughing, but yeah, Tombstone Stairwell. So two two black black for a uh, world enchantment. So watch out with world. The world is a super type. Um, so there can only be ever be one world enchantment on the battlefield at any given time. Um, if one if another one would come into play, the first one is is sacrificed. Uh, so it's a two black black world enchantment. Uh, cumulative upkeep one and a black. Uh, and at the beginning of each player's upkeep, so each player, not just yourself, but each player's upkeep, uh, every player creates X two two black zombie uh, creature tokens, where X is the number of creature cards in that player's graveyard. Sherman so... <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure can't keep it together. In crush oh. the in crush the blood braided, that card is an absolute powerhouse because they are sacrificed at the end. Yeah, and then it adds the power to them. I've been absolutely blown out of the water by that card before. Oh, yeah, stairwell's great. Um, any kind of you know, mono black zombie deck, uh, you know, we run it with Eldrazi Monument. So it's it's actually just, they, they're destroyed, not sacrificed. So any kind of indestructible effects will get around that. Um, so you can just keep generating your giant army of two twos. Uh, might incentivize them to attack each other because the the, the, the the tokens do have haste. So um, you know, if you're playing a, a smaller, you know, if your graveyard's not as full, somebody else's is, they might be able to swing those two twos elsewhere. Um, it's just just a very neat card, a zombie tribal. Um, any kind of like uh, enter the battlefield, leave the battlefield, uh, you know, dies, that kind of thing. Uh, blood artist effects, you know, end, end of your turn, pop all your two twos, drain everybody. That's yeah. brutal. That's, that's good so times. Brutal. That's a, that's a that's a really good one. Um, I want to touch on the fact that you mentioned this, okay, for the enchantment, okay, because during that time period you had, uh, you like you said the global enchantment. Uh, I believe local enchantment and world enchantment. World enchantment, yeah. Okay, for those that don't know, because I don't, <laughs> what are the differences between these? So the global enchantment essentially is what most enchantments you see now are. They're just they just now they just read enchantment. So it's a global effect. Um, so something that would just come into play and and have an effect on the, all the battlefield at any given time. Local enchantments would be auras. Now they've been they've been changed. So it used to just say enchant creature. So now it's it's usually aura enchant creature. So aura now has been those local enchantments that you would put on something on a land a creature, um, and then the world enchantments. Like I was saying, it's only it's just kind of a super type. So they're they're not around anymore. They've been kind of phased out of existence. So it's oh you you only ever have one world enchantment on the battlefield at any given time under anybody's control. Um, so they weren't terribly popular. But if I play my tombstone stairwell, and then Daniel decides to play his tombstone stairwell, mine's going to go to the graveyard when his comes into play. <laughs> so you can only ever have one world enchantment in play at any given. Yeah, world enchantment kind of acts like a legendary. It will just end like it dies to like a legend rule kind of yeah. state based. That's exactly. crazy. All right, I had to choose between two of them. I couldn't figure out, but one of them, in the end, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to do this one. It's floodgate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I okay, love, I love you. Three in a blue is <laughs> for a zero five wall. <laughs> okay, now reason why I love this is that if it gains flying, it's destroyed. <laughs> but if it leaves play, it deals one damage to non-flying creatures for each two islands you control. So if you control four islands and it goes away, 
all non non flying creatures take two damage. Yeah, absolutely flavor home run on this card. I mean, who <laughs> who's ever seen a flying wall, right? It's it's yeah. it's implied that the dam bursts and then all your all your islands just wash over everybody. And yeah, <laughs> and then with the the way I'm thinking of it is like, okay, I have this out. If I'm playing mono blue and I have a bunch of islands and someone attacks me, it's like, are you? I'm like, think of Daniel actually when it's like. Are you sure you want to do that? Yeah, you're attacking me. Okay, I'll cast jump because <laughs> it's old school. Jump gives target creature flying uh, for a, a blue mana, and it's like, okay, I'll wipe the board. Have fun, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Wall's gonna jump in the air. Well, Dam's yeah. gonna burst. <laughs> well, because yeah, it jumps in the air. It's like, uh, oh no, my oh, water no. broke. <laughs> Damn, Absolute flavor home run. Oh man, that's yeah. a great card. But it, it's one of those things I'm just like, okay, like it, between between the other card, I'm not going to mention it because it's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I mean, Floodgate's just bad, but, okay. it's, but it's so bad it's good. Okay, fine. <laughs> the, the, the other one I was thinking of was Null Chamber, okay? Oh. Where it's three and a white. You and target upon each name a card. That card cannot be played. Yeah. Okay. It's great for politics, but at the same time, it's one. It's going to be one of the saltiest cards ever because <laughs> like you and the other person... It's like okay, you choose one commander. I'll choose the other commander. And we're the only ones that can play our commander. The other person, the other people can't. Yep. So I'm just like, you know what? Let's just not play this card. And <laughs> plus floodgate. Come on, seriously, just give yeah. it flying and then it destroys a bunch of too stuff. Funny. Just too fun. Okay, so that's Mirage. Let's go on to visions. <laughs> okay, let's go on to visions. All right. Hastily leaving that floodgate behind. <laughs> uh, so, uh, visions. Uh, next set in the uh, the Mirage block. Um, one of the neat things, uh, it's the first time we ever saw end of, end, end of the battlefield effects. So any kind of... What? Yeah, that's the first time? The first time those were ever printed on on magic cards. Uh, so things like Mana War, um, you know, end of the battlefield, return to creature. Yeah. Um, things like that. So oh, any, man. Kind of, any kind of those ETB effects, those were first printed on Visions cards. So Visions is the best set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, I have a personal love, love for Planar Chaos, but we're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, a few more episodes. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was neat. So, so yeah, being able to have those uh, for the first time was kind of neat. Um, the first set that we really had kind of good quality cards at common. So things started popping up in in uh, tournament play at the time. River Boa, the the one mana, one green, two one with Island Walk. It, it was widely played and it was a common. So it's first time we really ever had those kind of you know powerhouses at that kind of a level of rarity wow yeah there's some neat cards okay and then of course continuing with the uh the teferi storyline and he started appearing more on on cards and flavor text and so keeping on with that that's really cool because yeah like that's when like you said like it's they're starting to create characters that we know and love now yeah. and it's just like just thinking back it's like wow when did they first come out and it's like all the way back in mirage and visions and everything that's crazy it's a ways Oh man! It's a ways. <laughs> okay, uh, let me let me say my card. Sure. Um, <laughs> I was really really tempted to choose something else, but this one is just it was just hilarious to me. Eye of Singularity <laughs> for three and a white. Okay, so basically, like it, it has a lot of text, but basically, what it says is that it's everything is singleton besides basic lands. Okay. Uh, whenever a card of the same name enters, destroy the other one, okay? So if Daniel has a strip mine and I bring out a strip mine, he either has to use the strip mine right away or it just gets destroyed. If someone has a token, like let's say Brian, um, the other Brian has a smothering tithe out. Okay, sure. Create one treasure token. Okay, 
singular I singularity says, all right, if another one comes out, you have to use the mana or like sacrifice it or you know get rid of it. Either way, it's like ultimate singleton. Yeah. Ultimate. Okay. Only one person can have a soul ring. Only <laughs> one person can have a valakit. Only one person can have anything. Keeps it a little fair and balanced, right? Oh, for this, the most this, part. This means you get a dog pile on the guy that has a soul ring. That's all. But imagine if you have something like that with like a bunch of clone effects. Right? It's like, oh, okay, I'll play this. Oh, I like that Ulamog you have. I'll create an Ulamog too that copies the name as well. Oh no, your gets destroyed. <laughs> that's sweet. The old legend rule. <laughs> the yeah. old legend yeah. rule. And that, that's why I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Cause, like, it would shut down, like, easily shut down token decks. Hands down. Yeah. But just the shenanigans you have, you know, just the fact that, like, oh, you have a soul ring? Well, I have a soul ring now. You don't get it. I didn't steal it. Yeah. Okay. I just I'm got just, rid of yours. I'm the only one that gets to have one. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And then you know it's someone else's turn. I like that. That's neat. Very so. neat. Uh, I I also picked the white card from this set. Um, <laughs> uh, it seems like an oft forgotten about common. Believe it or not, common. Uh, Righteous aura. Uh, so this was yes. this was one and a white for a, a global enchantment. Uh, so it's it's one white to activate. So you pay two life and you prevent all damage. Uh, a source of your choice would deal to you this turn. So it doesn't seem like much, but you figure it's one and a white, so it's cheap. Activation cost is cheap, it's just one white. Two life is basically nothing in, in our format. And it doesn't target the source of the damage. So you can easily, you know, someone's attacking you with a 30-30 Voltroned up, equipmented up commander to one-shot you. I'll oh, just pay a white and two life and it just goes away, right? So if you have your white mana open, it's just kind of staves off all those giant combats. I mean, usually what they're swinging at, swinging at you with, is going to be bigger than a two-two anyway. So yeah, two life is is uh, nothing to stave off any of those any of those effects. What I really love about Righteous Aura, okay, is like one, and we talked about this previously in many other episodes, is that um, Wizards has been pushing a lot of uh, commander damage. To, or like win and cons for commander damage. Yeah. So Righteous Aura eliminates that. On top of that, Righteous Aura says like you prevent that damage, right? Yeah. So now we have a lot of cards that like uh, a lot of people will be like, um, if you deal combat damage, do this. If you deal combat damage, do that. You know, draw a card, discard a card, have someone just, you know, discard your hand, stuff like that. You're stopping that ability just from this. You pay two life you and you stop their... Uh, taking more damage and you stop the ability. It's fantastic. It's very, very good. Yeah. It's really, really good. And it's a cheap card. Yeah, yeah. Says- 25 cents, common. Had, had, had a reprint in a block coming up. I'm sure, we, I'm sure we can talk about it, but it's, yeah, very, very cheap. 25 cent card. Um, slots into, you know, most kind of Pillow 40-esque kind of control decks. Um, you know, unlike Circles of Protection back in the day or something like Story Circle where you would name a color when it comes into play. This, certainly it's, it's you know, the two life is, is a cost. It's a real cost. It's not much of a cost. But it, it can target um, colorless sources, so oh, you know. So yeah. so something like like a circle of protection or a story circle that would normally be able to only do colored sources. This can stop, you know, Ulamog or any other giant colorless Eldrazi fatties coming your way as well. So too bad, I, card. Too bad I can't stop an elevator. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Yeah. Um, actually, side note for visions, I really, really was really, really tempted to put this card in. But it was just so bad. It was a Caravex, uh, cur- or something. Spite? Caravex yeah, Spite. Spite. Okay. <laughs> um, it, so what it was, it's a sorcery speed, I believe. 
Uh, I didn't write it down, but it's just it was like burned in my memory for some reason. Okay, it's a uh, black, black, black. You <laughs> sacrifice all your permanents and discard your hand, and target opponent loses five life. Five life, instant speed, even. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, it's instant speed. Yeah, Card actually saw play for a while with uh, any of those kind of uh, uh, barren glory, kind of only only permanent on the battlefield kind of things. They'd have an academy rector in play to go and tutor for it. So then you just pitch you know pitch your hand to the spell sacrifice everything including the rector go and get baron glory and it would be your only permanent in play and you had no cards in your hand and then you'd win the game on your upkeep oh my goodness little 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 secret little secret tech there this yeah. is why we have you on the show <laughs> <laughs> i don't know this <laughs> yeah, it's a very neat card okay oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> I gotta keep it together. Okay, let's go on to the last last set. Weatherlight. Weather you betcha. Uh, so following Mirage and Visions getting into Weatherlight now, this was the, this was now the first appearance of what the, the Weatherlight crew. So now we really have an ordered narrative focused on these these uh, soon to be well established characters: um, Gerard, uh, you know, Krovax, Squee, Hannah, um, you know, all the crew, Karn, everybody. So getting to follow them around, and this is kind of where the novels kind of picked up a little bit and they kind of went into the next few blocks and we got to follow the the wrath cycle and and all those all those stories and it was neat to finally follow those characters um it also introduced graveyard order matters cards not that those really are around much anymore um technically you're not allowed to reorder the cards in your graveyard in case somebody has a card like this so something that would check the the top creature you know top card or top creature card of your graveyard or an opponent's graveyard um we're not actually able to rearrange that so technically if you're playing with those cards you got to keep your graveyard uh, stacked as it as it comes in can't just shuffle it around ah interesting so if let's say you know, a mass board wipe happens you can choose the order of no oh absolutely yeah yeah but you couldn't just later on in the game start shuffling through and you know as a reminder to put your flashback spells on the top or something that you wanted to keep mm. technically not supposed to be able to do that but it really doesn't come up very often unless somebody's playing with those cards that might they might remind the table to not do that but and then i know what you're playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah watch out for the bone dancer <laughs> uh so my card and i will th- th- this will be the hill that i die on uh is tranquil grove uh <laughs> tranquil grove yeah sherman's already losing it i <laughs> i will stand up and fight that folks don't run enough enchantment removal in edh period we, we talk about it all the time yeah. people just there's not enough of it at all I uh, I just built Sisse as shrines, and pretty much no <laughs> oh, one yeah. has anything to deal with it. If you you might get rid of one or two of the Hanans, but I get them back with the Sanctum of All. There is not enough enchantment hate, and you need it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Seems to be the the stickiest, most most problematic card type to remove. Um, you know, creatures, artifacts, those are relatively common. Enchantments, just not so much. You have pinpoint spot removal, and those will deal with one or two. But like Daniel said, you got to you got a whole mass of them on the board, and you got somebody to deal with it. So. Tranquil Grove is the card for that. Um, so it's one green green. Uh, so three to cast. It's a it's a rare. Um, so this time we stepped up from common. Now we're getting into the rich blood. They're only about two two three dollars right now. But snap them up. Yeah. Uh, eggs. Oh sorry. Uh, sorry. One one in green. It was two to, two to cast. Three to activate. One green green to activate. Uh, and it destroys all other enchantments in play, except this one. So you are the only one with Tranquil Grove. Everybody else, goodbye enchantments. That's so good. Oh, man. Yeah, it's repeatable. Um, you know, it's, you're going to force someone to waste a spot removal on your grove if they want to have any more enchantments in play. Uh, hard to remove because it's an enchantment itself. 
So already we said Ramor and Shaman removal. Well, now you need removal for the removal. Uh, and I'd say it's very cheap. Say two to cast, three to activate, cheap to pick up. Definitely not a card you see very often in EDH at all. Yeah. No, definitely yeah. not. I mean, certainly Mono Green, it's, it's a little tough now because they started making enchantments a lot better. So a lot of your card draw and those kind of effects are on enchantments. But still, I think a small price to pay, even in green-white decks, any other color, being able to blow up everything at instant speed, even one green-green, just nope, it's all, all the enchantments are gone. I really, really like that. I really do. Oh, man. So especially like like we had uh, what, Theros Beyond Death that came out not too long ago. So there's, that's enchantment heavy. Um, so stuff like that. And then like we're seeing a lot of enchant, uh, enchantment creatures. Yeah. You know, so this this is quite devastating. And like, like once again, this is way back in the day during um, the Weatherlight set, you know. So like it's been around for ages. So yeah, it's only had one reprint, and that was in a core set. So it's still relatively uh, obscure, harder to find, but you know, cheap enough, and should be a, a neat a neat inclusion. Um, if you really want to be mean, you compare it with Enchanted Evening and destroy all permanents. Oh, good lord! <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not sure how you'd you know once you once you blow up everybody's stuff, including your own lands, you wouldn't be able to activate it again. But you know, you get creative. I'm sure you can sculpt your deck around that and uh, and just uh, annoy some friends. The fairy's protection not, response. Not, yeah, there you go. That's that's Sherman. That's just rude. <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm advocating going and destroying all permanents. That's that's. Uh, we 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 advocate fun magic here. Yeah. That's why that's one of the reasons why we're we're doing this as well. All right, my card. Um, is actually something that I play in my Locust God deck. Um, I have tremendous fun with this. Every time I throw this onto the battlefield. The everyone goes crazy, and that is Bubble Matrix. Okay, <laughs> Bubble Matrix is an artifact, four cost artifact. Okay, and all creatures deal or are dealt zero damage. It doesn't matter. You can like Inferno, you can Pestilence, like whatever. Um, Com- does not matter. Combat damage. Yeah, combat damage, yeah. like spell damage, ability damage, all that. Is wiped away for all creatures. Now, I play this in my Locust God deck because I'm creating lots of insects and it makes sense. But what I like to do is I just like to throw it down, just use all my insects as blockers, and that's all I do. But I'll have other people, they'll be like, okay, um, like it, it's like a, a, a check for people that play big, stompy things. If you co- you're coming at me with a 10 10 and you don't have trample, Okay, I'll just block with whatever, and I don't care. Yep, yeah, it's, it's done. Toss that one one in front of it; just stops the deadness tracks. Yeah, um, it stops a lot of things. So, like, I, it's just a beautiful, beautiful, very, very beautiful card, and I will not st- like I will never remove that from Locust God. It's just hilarious, and the best is when you do that for other people too, because they always think like, "Oh, you're like I'm at the advantage because of the Locust God," but then they're really like, "Oh, wait." I have all these small creatures that I can compete against for the bigger creatures. So I'm happy too. It's like, okay. So, and you know, like my Locust God deck is not a pillow fort in any way. I'm very, very aggressive with it. Um, I don't have a lab man win, but when I have the bubble matrix, I go for my mill win. Cause I'm, I'm searching for Ultra of the brood or I'm searching for uh sage roll denizen. Okay. Oh, so, okay. yeah. Uh, Alter of Brood is like whenever a permanent comes into play, everybody mills one. Sage Roll Denizen says anytime a blue creature comes into play, er, uh, someone mills. 
So, and that's the win that I go for whenever I play Bubble Matrix. I, every, like, I don't deal with, care about combat damage or anything else. That's yep. the only win I go for. And my look is God, I think there's like five different win cons in it. So it's just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, not, not something you're sculpting your entire game around. But when you happen to draw it and win will slam it on the table, you're like, okay, this is the way the game's going to go now. This is kind of what I'm leaning towards. And, yeah. yeah, it's just fun. Bubble. Who doesn't like bubbles? Yeah, Bubble exactly. Matrix. Bubble Matrix. You can cackle with glee to yourself as you slam it down the table. <laughs> but I, I have to say, Weatherlight has some of the craziest things I've seen. So I was really, really debating between this and a few other ones. Cause like, and I chose Bubble Matrix just because I actually use it. So... But like other, these other cards that I chose, I'm like, okay, I wanted to choose. I'm like, I I would use them, but I I have yet to. So mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, I gotta go with this one. Yeah. So, but yeah, those are the cards we have chosen. Okay. If you guys very, very good picks all around. Yeah. If you guys have any cards that you guys like think is fantastic or enjoy using or is janky or whatever, leave us a comment. Yeah, you know, please. Let us know. So um. Other than that, you know, once again, this is a shorter episode. It's kind of a bonus episode. We're just trying things out. We're going to see how this goes. We're going to try to do this consistently here. So, and just, we're literally going to go through every single block. Okay. Eventually, we'll catch up. But, you know, the good thing about Magic and Wizards is they kind of like printing more stuff for us. Yeah, I think, so, yeah, I think they're in the business of making money. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So, eventually, we'll get there. Might take some time. Yeah. Maybe maybe in like a uh, hundred years, maybe the game will stop. Who knows? <laughs> so by then I'll be I don't know four hundred years old. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll still be making magic. They'll still be making magic, and I'll still be doing the podcast. It's all good. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember to check out the website. Uh, give everyone a like and a follow. Uh, Sherman is doing the Mega Bowl, so be sure to tune in for that. Yeah, uh, please vote for which commander. Um, you want to see me play and build? Spooder. Okay. Spooder. <laughs> oh, Spooder, you know you want to. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have three choices. I have either the Locust, or um, not Locust. <laughs> I wish Locust got. Um, Omnath, Locust, or uh, Omnath of, uh, of the Royal. Okay. Um, Sidri, uh, Galvanic Genius, and Thantis, the Warweaver. The only correct choice. Yeah, Fantas is a pretty cool one. I do want to see Aggro Spider deck. That'd be great. So everyone was like, like the polls are really, really close. Ironically, I thought like one would just take take, take off. off. Yeah. No, they're all pretty close. So like I I said this before in the last episode. Like I might actually have to build all three decks at this point in time. Hey, you know you might as well, right? Yeah, I might just do it just cause. Just cause. Yeah, why so, not? But thanks again for everyone for checking us out uh, once again. You know, uh, come on to Discord, uh, chat with us. You know, we have a very active Discord. Um, check it out on Instagram. We stream uh, Wednesdays uh, online playing against other people from all over the world. You know, whether you're in Germany, US, Canada. Like, we stream with tons of different people. Um, other than that, thanks for listening and catch you all later. And thank you again, Brian, for coming on today. Oh, thank yeah. you, guys. Thank you very much for having me. Hope I can come back. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you will. You totally will come back. Have a great day, guys. All right, take take it easy. Bye, guys.